Hello, and welcome to episode 302 of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, once again, joined by co-host Ron Baugh, and I want to dive right in. First, actually, let me, before I do dive in, are you drinking tonight? You look, you look, what's going on? Don't show up at the end. All right. What, like, what do you have there? Happy hour. This is uh, Lacritona uh, Reposado Tequila. Ooh, nice choice. Female wow. owned and operated brand out of Mexico. Wow. Yeah, Very nice. Very nice. I found that out when I purchased it, but uh, it's delicious, so I stick with it. Very cool. I'm drinking uh, one of my favorite beers from a brewery called Beachwood, which has a location in Long Beach. Uh, actually, they closed. Yeah. I had lunch there this afternoon. Great food. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then this is their Amalgamator IPA, which I am a huge fan of. Uh, and I got two of those in the fridge right now. But enough about that. We're diving right in tonight because I saw something happen on Bring a Trailer today that blew my mind. Now, you can say that about a lot of things on Bring a Trailer because a lot of things blow my mind. But I get it when a Subaru 22B goes for six figures because you don't get those here. I get it when, you know, the high end stuff goes for crazy money. And I even get it when old SUVs go for fair amounts of dough because people want them right now. What I don't get is this one. A 1994 Toyota Land Cruiser FJ80, lovely truck, 142,000 miles on it, which for one of those is not much. Engine's been refurbished. Interior looks fantastic because it was recently reupholstered. And the very, very minor modifications to it are clean. The, it's very, very tasteful. Like an ARB bumper with some fogs, uh, some nice wheel, chunky wheels and tires, and then a very simple roof rack, and that's it. Um, great looking truck. 78,707. It said it had some suspension modifications. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It might have had old man emu, but that's, it's, again, it's not like it's sitting on a huge lift. It's, right. it's, it's stance is good and clean. Yeah. Um, nice truck. 80 grand. What? You seem hurt and offended almost. Like, I, it's just, it's, I mean, the funny thing to me was in the comment section, which is every comment section now, one of these big ticket things. Um, it's, it's like, oh, you know, well bought, well sold. Like, no, well sold. Seller got <laughs> fucking robbed. Um, right. Like, if you want one of these trucks, I get it, but you can find them for... Hold on. We're in, I, like, are you considering, like, the buyers and sellers, like, the used market and, and the new market? Like, I'm considering, right the, I'm considering like, the used market. Like, what are you going to buy that's that cool, that's that capable, that reliable? So you can buy this truck. We're used right now for that. You can buy this truck for thirty thousand dollars if you search, and then put. If you put fifteen into it, it would look like this truck right here. Um, That's assuming you can get parts. That there's no delays. You can get parts. You can get the parts for this truck. That's the thing. Uh, We're not worried about a chip shortage with this. There are parts for this vehicle that you can get. 78,000 is fucking bananas to me. I don't know. I mean, you know, as a, uh, as a connoisseur of 90s SUVs, I'm thrilled to see all of these seemingly yeah. outrageous prices. Like, honestly, like, I'm totally cool with it. But, like, you know, that might be on the, on the high side. But I think, you know, today's market is a test of a lot of people's patience. And it's like, do I want to take on a project and, like, amass the parts and find a shop that can do it like it's it's not easy right now it's like you know here you book parts are hard to get and it's like you know if that suits your style and it's not like too 
personalized to somebody else's taste, like, you know, it might be worth the, the premium to just scoop it up and, you know, have a ready to roll rig for whatever it is you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. A uh, good example of that is the shop where my wagon sits and I get some of my stuff done. He's been trying to sell, the owner has been trying to sell his vintage Bronco for a while now. And I popped in there and he had a guy come in um, and buy it for 90 grand uh, with like a, it has a coyote maybe under the hood. Um, and the guy who bought it then turned around and said, I want to make some changes to it, including the paint right off the bat. Um, they bought it for cash too. Uh, uh, so they're like, well, all those changes you've requested, that's going to be about, cause he wanted like suspension, different seats, all this shit. So he's buying a done truck for 90 to change a bunch of shit, which I get, but, uh, the shop was like, well, it's going to be another 30. He's like, okay, great. It's like, okay. Uh, so I guess we're changing the paint, the seats. To your point that there can't both be winners. Like, no, like congrats to the winner congrats to the seller like you know i think that's like the perfect exchange like uh, the, the end user the customer gets something that they know has been through and done right and now it's personalized to their own taste and you know the you know i'm sure the shop put more than that into it like you know that's you know the name of the game well, they, you, they, you really don't build, I mean, unless you're like at the icon level or something like that, where yeah. you've almost got like a, an assembly line and, you know, you're, you're pumping out units. Like, you know, it's hard to make a buck, like to make a profit, like, yeah. you know, upgrading and flipping these vintage vehicles like that. Yeah. Good, good thing for them though, is that they'd been sitting on this truck for probably two, three years. So they, they built it pre COVID times and sold it COVID times, which probably, you know, worked out in their end a lot. Right. Um, but, but it's a very good point. It's a very good point. Um, I just don't, I don't think my Montero is all of a sudden going to be worth like 30 grand tomorrow, you know? Um, and That's I'm not saying it should thing. be. You never know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if someone came in and said, I'll pay that, then, then it is worth that. And I would let it go for that much. But um, of course I would like, are you, are you crazy? Um, Probably, but, what are you going to get to replace it now? Like, you know, like everything is just so outrageous. <laughs> Bank. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin's dipping. I'll buy that. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's just, I don't know, 78 for uh, an 80, not even a 60. Like I get an 80 is a better truck texture. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's crazy to me, but I'm going to segue here to more off-roady shit. Uh, Cause last week, we didn't record. We took a week off. Well, it won't seem that way when we play these, but um, told on us. <laughs> I uh, I went to the Land Rover Trek and I saw your girlfriend Lindsay Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. I thought we were gonna sidebar about that, but yes, uh, I was I was extremely envious that uh, that you got to to have that experience with uh, my future. I don't know. I'm Something. Okay, so for those. For those of you who don't know, Land Rover Trek is an event, a global event that they do in different locations where it's for dealers, the Land Rover Trek. Um, I think over the course of the next few weeks, 70 dealers are going to compete in this event. The one I attended was a media wave. So Lindsey Vaughn, Olympic skier, she was on a VIP team. 
Um, you guys are basically the same level of popularity and <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Her 2 million Instagram followers. Uh, I think her dog probably has more Instagram followers, but so the, the event was cool because it's uh, at the Biltmore on the grounds of the Biltmore in Asheville, North Carolina, which is oh, a crazy uh, property. Um, yeah owned by the Vanderbilts and shit. The learning about it, how the grounds were designed by the guy who designed Central Park. Oh, wow. And then the, there's an indoor um, pool in one section of the hotel area where the tile was designed by the guy who made Grand Central Station. Like, baller-ass shit. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so the event was the first night we, we camp out and then we wake up early the next morning and there's a map. We're given a map with a series of challenges. The challenges are worth a bunch of different points. And the very first challenge is we have to find the truck. Like they give us coordinates and go, that's where your truck is. That's right. So we had to like basically run a mile, about a mile, mile and a half, hoping we found the right coordinates. And we were tied with the, one of the first teams to get to our truck. And then right off the bat, that gives us an advantage. Who are you, who are you paired with? Like, how does that? So, because I I was with two other journalists, Um, one guy is uh, Tommy Micah, son of Roman Micah from TFL, so Fastlane Car YouTube channel, Fastlane Car, Fastlane Truck, Uh, they cover a lot of shit, they have a big following, and another guy, uh, Brian Doerr, who um, uh, uh, works, he has his own Instagram called Explore Elements, which does really well, and then he writes for a magazine called Tread Magazine, so outdoorsy, off-roady shit. Both of them were knew what they were doing, which was, was great. Um, so we hoof it to the truck. And then we go to away from wherever we think everyone else is going to go first. So we can knock out a few challenges. We had a strategy going in. It was great. Uh, and we executed and we actually, actually fucking decimated the competition. Yeah, nice, dude. There were six teams. Uh, the, the last place team, this Canadian team scored 83 points. So, push them out of way for a second you're competing with all journalists yeah and then Lindsay vaughn's team which had two journalists slash athletes on it um so then fifth place through second place the score range was 130 to about 160 so pretty competitive we did 221 sick dude we we <laughs> i saw the score sheet we fucking <laughs> smoked it it was so awesome it was fun truck was great did you have any idea, like, as you're crossing the finish line, or is it, like, a no. wait-and-see, like, type deal? Like We thought we did well, but we honestly had no clue. Um, th- there was one challenge early on that we had to bail because we couldn't finish it. We couldn't figure it out. But you can get points just for um, participating in a challenge, depending on how well everybody else does. Yeah. And the one that we thought we did the worst in, no other team had done it, so we got all the points. Really? Um there was another challenge. It was this crazy challenge called locked in where we thought we really screwed up because the guy lifted a gate and let us into this section. And there's the Land Rover guy explaining like, all right, this challenge is called locked in. Like you are here now. This challenge is technically started. If you can't figure it out, you're here for at least an hour. And we're like, Oh, like f- what? We just fucked up so bad because it was like a, a laminated piece of paper with three clues on it. One was GPS coordinates. One was a compass heading with paces. And another one was just a picture of a logo with a flag. And we're like, all right, Tommy, you take the GPS. Brian, you take the uh, compass heading and pace out that way. And then I just started looking for the flag symbol. And then sure enough, we all found them. And each one had a phrase on the back. And then you come back to the instructor, you say those phrases. He's like, all right, what does that mean? It was, um, it was 
brake switch fuse box. So we're like, well, okay, well now we got to find the fucking brake switch fuse box. And it's behind the glove box in the Defender, which you have to like pop open these tabs, fold it down. Someone signed a piece of frame in there. And then there was a four digit code. We have to tell the guy the code, put the glove box back in, make sure it works correctly. And you're done. And we did it in 21 minutes. That's wild. Another one, we had to build a bridge. And the bridge... Uh, they had big planks. So the, the, the main frame of the bridge was there. So you had to lay the planks down, but in the middle of the bridge was a Land Rover logo that had to be assembled correctly. And you had to use every plank and you had to drive over the bridge and then disassemble it. And then like time stops. And we did that in like 15 minutes. Um, so we were, we were cruising. It was awesome. It was so much fun. I was just about to ask, is it, was that as fun as it sounds? Because that sounds like an amazing. It was a lot of fun. I, it also taught me that people who have high lift jacks on their trucks and Jeeps and shit, never use them um, because it is an insane piece of equipment unless yeah. you like work on a farm and are using it for moving posts or something like that. So you always see these high lift jacks mounted to people's trucks. Right. You're always clean because they, so we had to use it in this one challenge. That was the hardest challenge just because it was pure physical um, you back the defender up to the bottom of a slope at the near the top of the slope is a tree using chains and the high lift jack you connect the chains to the tree and you put the high lift jack in the chain section and then you can use it like a come along so you're clicking and that thing moves like you know this much at a time like an inch at a time so we had to move the vehicle two car lengths oh my god uphill uphill so you, ha- you can only do it, and the high lift jack is, you know, like two and a half feet, three feet long, however yeah. long it is. So you get the, that many clicks, and you have to reset the chain and do it all again. And you, so you have to do that like eight times. And it, so we were switching off. We were doing all this stuff. Like one person has to stay in the car so that when you're swapping the chains, they have their foot on the brake. But, and also the high lift jack is super dangerous because there's so much tension on it. The handle wants to, like they call the area between the bar and the jack itself, like the kill zone. Cause like the handle can slap down and yeah. dude, it's the, it's, and the crazy thing is too, on the front of the defender is a winch. <laughs> so like, if you were doing this in real life, you would just use the winch. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hit button. Oh my God. So it's just to show you, like if you were really stranded and you needed this. And so it was good to, to see that, to learn how to use it, but sure. dude, fuck that. I saw two vehicles today with them and I was snapping pictures on, I'm like, I, cause I was going to post oh, later, be like, you don't use that. Fucking posers. <laughs> yeah. Like one of them still had like shiny galvanized bolts on. I'm like, you don't use that. No chance. One guy in our group said he had one. He had one on his truck for five years and he never used it. He took it off and said, fuck this. Um, they're heavy. They're dangerous. Nope. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like that heavy duty stuff, like is honestly what scares me about off-roading and four-wheel drive shit. I'm just like, I, I need to master so many other like utilities, tools, like disciplines to be confident enough to go out and like on a trail, even with a group. Like uh, that, that part, see that part's fun. That part's easy, especially if you're going with people who know what they're doing. Um, I mean, as long as your vehicle's bolted together fairly well and you have the most basic of tools, um, you, you can get by. You don't need all the crazy, crazy shit. Um, it, unless you're like, you know, going deep, deep, deep into some crazy ass trails. But if you're just running basic stuff, it, yeah. you're fine. I mean, a lot of times you probably still have cell reception, you know, Um, because that's that coverage is getting better. Um, But I I don't keep 
much in my Montero because I'm not doing anything too crazy. I have basic tools, which I keep in any of my, each vehicle has its own toolkit. Right. Um, each vehicle has its own fire extinguisher. Um, and then like, other than that, I'm trying to think, actually, I don't even, I don't think I don't have a Jack in the Montero, which is stupid. <laughs> With that vehicle though, you could probably just park it on a curb, you know, and, uh, leave one dangling i should get a jack for that truck though <laughs> i'm thinking about it well, um, yeah. yeah um i see you got a furry friend running around there today i do i do i've got i've got a co-worker's uh friends co-worker slash friend's dog for the week while uh he's away on meetings nice she'll probably jump up here but this is uh this is maya maya dogman's was actually probably the most famous dog on youtube wow she was in Drake's uh, God's Plan video what? When, when she was still a street dog in Miami. And that video has like a billion and a half views. Like, and she's like, she's got like two or three cameos in it. So how'd your buddy get that dog? Found her on the street. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, she's a total street rescue and she's a total sweetheart. Like, oh my. I, uh, I, love, I love to, uh, it's dog sitting keep her when uh whenever you're saying that town so yeah that's funny she's clicking around yeah nice nice um that's awesome okay so uh more fun stuff this weekend um, yeah, it's happening. i am running lemons 24 hours wow. Of lemon. wow button willow it's gonna be hot it's gonna be very yeah. hot i think uh the highs are like 96 to 98 Oof. um so I'm excited to, to go, but I have a question. What would you do? I think I have an idea what would you you would do, but I, I posted it on Twitter and, and they I, it didn't go how I thought they would go. And I know what I'm going to do anyway. I am planning on driving my Montero there to camp at the racetrack. You know, sure. I, I'm in charge of the food. So I got to bring a bunch of food. I got to bring um, some tables. I got to bring other stuff. So I'm also going to bring like my sleeping bag and just um, I might remove the second row of the Montero and leave it here for the drive up. Just have a nice little area for sleeping. And, um, but I had a press car switch this week. I was supposed to get a grand Cherokee L, which I was just going to leave here, take the Montero, but they swapped me into the Wrangler 392. Oh dude, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still thinking about bringing the Montero though. And Twitter was like, no, you should bring the Wrangler. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like so much more fun, but also is it, is it more room? Can you remove the second row? I don't like, think it's going to be flat. Like, you know, what's the, what's actual, I don't know. Situation. I don't know the situation with the second row, but, um, would you I, throw a on top? What would you do? Like, what are your options in that case? Yeah. I, that's the thing. I, I also like to use my Montero as like a camping vehicle sometimes just cause like that's, kind of fun and i i enjoy driving my shit you know um because everyone's like oh you got to take the press car i'm like no i don't always subscribe to that i mean hell the the most comfortable one to take would be the jag uh though minus the whole ac not staying cold thing that part would suck so um montero blows cold uh bluetooth works fine all that shit so i think i might stay the course and uh and then just drive the wrangler when i get back um but it's tough now how long do you have it for? How a week. Do you have it after a week. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll have it from uh, tomorrow until the following Thursday. So I'll, I'll get plenty of time with it. I'm really curious to uh, to get your take on that because Johnny Square is like the fucking greatest thing. I've ever. driven it. I've driven it before. Um, yeah. It is, it's absolutely ridiculous in 
um, the right ways. Uh, the engine is hilarious. I think it sounds better than Hellcats because even though I like supercharger wine, sure. the supercharger wine, as you know, as a, as a former Hellcat owner, the supercharger wine dominates the engine note. 100%. So I always think the 392 sound better. There's a bit pure V8 noise yeah. to them. I will 100% agree. I, uh, I spent a weekend with uh, a customer slash friend's uh, 392 in Miami a few years ago, 392 Charger. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, you know, it's not scary fast. Like, it's totally manageable. Sounds better. Like, it's actually a little bit, handles a little bit better. It's like noticeably less front heavy and like, it was cool. Like, yeah. I would totally agree with it. Um, and, and I think it sounds even better in the Jeep because I think one, there's you know less sound deadening in the Jeep, and I think it's a shorter run for the exhaust. So it just it sounds crazy. It's yeah. it's absolutely absurd that it is a vehicle that exists, yeah. um, but it's pretty fucking. It's so much fun. It's hilarious fun. Are they super limited, like less than a thousand units or something like that? Or I don't like, know. Um, as many as they can sell. I think it's as many as they can sell. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on that because I know I thought the Durango Hellcat was when that was going to come out, was going to be like, Oh, they'll just build as many as they can sell. They're like, no, it's limited. And right. then, but it was so popular. They're like, all right, we'll make a few more. And then they're like, but then we're done. Um, and now I think I just saw that the Durango is done next year or something like that. Uh, which is funny. They're just getting like, they're like, we have all these engines. We're going to blow them out and then start making electric cars. Like, cause we're, we're way behind here. Put them in everything. Just yeah. sell on ignorance alone. I don't mean like, like just, I don't mean that the owners are ignorant. I just like ignorant power levels. I just get it. Like silly, silly four star levels, sound levels, just everything that I love about cars. Some of, I mean, some of them are, some of them, you, you don't have the blanket statement, but some of them are probably right. right? <laughs> um, no, the, the, the Wrangler is awesome, but the, the, the lemon side of things I'm excited about because we're running our 62 Ranchero yep. um, and it is no longer going to be carbureted. It is finally going to be fuel injected, nice. which, which should be nice. Um, yeah, the team is getting it there tomorrow. I'm joining them on Friday and then we're going to drive s- Saturday and Sunday and we only have four team members this time. So theoretically, if the car holds up, uh, it's a shitload of seat time. What are your uh, what are your stints look like? Probably like, two hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on fuel, but I would assume because it's the it's the six, it's not the eight, so it's not like it's like chugging fuel. Right. Um, and uh, there's tons of room in there if we need to work on stuff. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but one time, the last time we raced it at Thunderhill, we blew a head gasket, and our guy uh, swapped in a new head gasket in two hours. Yeah, uh, which is it was impressive. Um, now speaking of Motorsport. Mm-hmm. You went to FD Long Beach this weekend, or yeah, right in my backyard. It was thrilling, man. You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't really experienced much in the way of racing motorsport in the last couple of years, just like all of us. But uh, I moved to Long Beach for my previous job in October of 2019, and like my only experience with Long Beach before that was Grand Prix and FD weekends, and like just coming down for the racing and. You know, like, I felt like Long Beach was like a motorsports town, so I was, like, really excited to move here. And it's proven the case. Like, it, it is really, like, you know, a, a car-friendly town, and, like, cops don't sweat you. There's a lot, you know, you'll see low riders, muscle cars, like, 
even the the rare exotic like you know there's a lot of cool stuff just cruising up and down like ocean boulevard and down pch down in the in the huntington so yeah i was super excited for it and uh you know fd is like my favorite form of motorsport probably like i mean i just love the sound the fury and like just the general recklessness yeah so uh yeah, it totally delivered, man. It was a, uh, it was an awesome weekend. I went to the track two days, Friday and Saturday, like, you know, hung with our sponsor drivers and other drivers that I've like, you know, kind of become friends with. And, uh, I mean, Chris Reese, the owner of Pike Bar and Grill, like he sponsored oh, yeah. me entertainment for the weekend. We like spent the day at the track and the night at the bar. And it was, uh, it was just like the, the perfect, like long beach motorsports experience. Like it was yeah. everything that I hoped it would be. So. Awesome. Uh, are you going to try to go back for um, this upcoming weekend? You know, I don't know. Like, I'm, a, I'm an indie fan. I, you know, I, I know a lot of the guys, like, on the teams and, you know, a few of the drivers and stuff. And, like, it's exciting to me. But, I don't know, it's just, uh, I don't know if I've never really done both weekends, hmm. FD and Indy. And, like, I'd love to. But, uh, I don't know, it kind of depends on if anybody else is excited and available. Like, a lot of my friends are out of town. And, yeah. You know, other guys just like have other obligations. So it's like, we'll see. Like, you know, I, I love racing. I can go check it out by myself, but right. uh, you know, I just haven't really solidified any plans, but if you, can, uh, if you can get there to see super stadium trucks, cause I think they're running, yeah. do it. Have you seen them? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's amazing. Um, the silliest thing ever. And yeah. it is absolutely amazing. They get, it's, it's, they're jumping so high and so far and they're, door to door banging doors it's amazing yeah. um i just did a lap last weekend as a passenger in between fd practice i was in the nsx gt3 right um yeah. it was what's his uh, mario farnbarker Farn, farnbarker uh-huh. was the driver and he'd never driven long beach before so he was getting like secret practice laps kind of was it literally um, his first time on the track like with you uh, that's his first yeah. time. Dri- well, I wasn't the first driver of the day or passenger of the day, but it was his first day driving Long yeah. Beach. Um, and we were in the GT3, NSX GT3. Um, so the real race car, you know, not a street yeah. car or anything like that. And, and the all, always, it's always the craziest thing in those cars is uh, not the acceleration because you expect that, not the cornering because you expect that. It's the braking, braking, braking. First few corners, your head's, you know, down into your chest until you remember like put that shit back against the seat um but it was awesome he drove the car you know just passenger paces but he was still driving driving it really fast and they take a ton of curb there yeah Um, and it was it's awesome being on that circuit and there's the one the last corner onto the main straight uh there's the famous flag waving guy who's been there for like 30 fucking years dude yeah yep yeah um, that guy was there and, and, uh, so that's always fun to see, but it, it's cool that, but yeah, that racing is essentially in your backyard and, and not, yeah. it's a yard adjacent from where I live, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I, mean, I walked like, it's like five, six blocks to the track for me. And like, I was only disappointed because I thought like if I opened up my windows and stuff, like while they were practicing, especially like on Friday when it's like pretty quiet in the city, mm-hmm. like I thought I'd be able to hear them, but <laughs> I'm just out of earshot. Like you don't really get, hear him until you get down like, you know, a block or two away. But um, I don't know, man, like it, it'll be interesting to see like what it brings into downtown Long Beach, you know, as far yeah. as, you know, just, you know, race fans and nightlife and stuff. But uh, I definitely want to get out there and, and check it out. Like, I feel like it'd be a wasted opportunity if I, if I didn't go, but it's just, you know, 
I agree. It's a weird, it's a weird time to do anything. Yeah, of course, of course, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I do think it is worth your time if you can make it over there, though, because yeah. uh, it's awesome. And the Indy car is so fucking fast; it's awesome. The yeah. IMSA stuff is fantastic. All that stuff is great. So if you just even if you pop over for a little bit and then ditch to back to the pike or something, <laughs> right. I'd, pre- I'd really prefer to go Saturday to catch out sports cars and like. Yeah, you know, I think that's when the stadium super trucks are as well. Like I don't think they're on Sunday, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. You maybe catch some like IndyCar practice and then watch the yeah. sports cars race. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how is your fleet doing at the moment? My fleet uh, is hopefully expanding. Um, I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to talk about what I okay. what I have on the horizon, but uh, it's a car that's familiar to me. It's a newer car that has all of the features that I really need for my commute or that I value, like uh, radar, cruise control, like um, – lane departure you know all that stuff and uh hopefully that that deal goes through is dependent on a couple other things but uh hopefully i'll, I'll bring a, a new modern daily into uh into the fold but uh tahoe's good i uh I just put new rotiform wheels i put 28 I wheels on that i've got brakes and sway bars going on this weekend so hopefully wow. that, that a lot more enjoyable to drive as well and more stable and less sketch on the freeway like you know like <laughs> Stabbing the brakes and like just yank the wheel like 45, yeah. 90 degrees and try and stay in the lane like right, right. Uh, that's like the the sketchiness of uh, of a stock twenty five to thirty year old truck you know oh yeah no I get it I, I get the the the, the wheels shimmy sometimes in the braking for sure <laughs> yeah hoping, uh, all that comes together and makes for a much more enjoyable safe and reliable just comfortable yeah. yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. I look forward to learning more about that one. Uh, on my car front, I've got nothing going on uh, at the like moment. You're using the Jag as storage, man. What's going on? What's that? I said it looks like you're using the Jag as storage. What's oh, you can see that? Oh, yeah, because I got something covering up part of the window. Yeah. No, that's uh, my helmet and my race suit, so oh, I can okay. start. I was taking inventory, making sure stuff still fits, making sure race suits are still um, legal, like in code. Right. Uh, right. Um, How long have you been race? Um just a couple of years and I, the suit is from 2014 and they say, I think they're, you're, I think they say it's good to go like 10 years okay. uh, on a race suit um, or something like that. I don't know. I got, I, whatever it is, it's in code. I know that. Um, and so just wanted to make sure that shit was all sitting there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's good to go. And then, uh, but car wise, uh, running fine, trying to yep. figure out, I wish I could figure out why the AC won't stay cold because the system said it was keeping pressure, but I don't think that's the case. Did you recharge it or? Was it yeah. 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 I, I, I tried recharging it and thought it was holding, but I don't think it's holding. Um, and it's been hot as shit. So I just, if it's really, really hot, I, I won't take it because the Montero is nice right. and cold. Um, we use the Montero tonight to go take family pictures. Um, and then the Wrangler comes tomorrow. Fall pictures. What's that? Fall pictures? Awesome. Yeah, basically, just family. We haven't taken family pictures in a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we all had pumpkin spice lattes. And, um, it was very charming. Uh, no, our, one of my friends, they're photographers, and they're like, we need someone to take our family photos. We know you know how to use a camera. I'll set the settings. You just take the photos. We'll take yeah. your photos for free. You snap our pics. We're like, ah, that's kind of hard to beat. Yeah. Um, so we just did it real quick. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any of the fleet news. Uh, I'm trying to, I got car press car wise. I got that Wrangler coming up. 
I'm eventually going to get into the e-tron RSGT. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and then I, kinda, me, I don't know if I like that more like aesthetically versus the Tycon. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I'd have to see them side by side and maybe experience them because like, um, I mean, same platform, like same basic silhouette or, or yeah, the nose is pretty different though. Yeah. The nose and tails are different. I, I would assume the interiors are, you know, one is clearly an Audi, one is clearly a Porsche. Right. Um, whereas the Audi is going to have nicer tech, but the Porsche might have slightly nicer seats. Right. Um, Rory, you know, Rory Reed in the UK, former Top Gear guy, uh, Auto Trader UK, he right. did a really good video comparing both of them. Um, oh, really? Literally a side-by-side -side video. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and Rory's like one of the, my favorite presenters out there. Um, so I get the e-tron RSGT. I get the I get a Bronco soon. Um, been waiting to get my hands on that mofo. Um, you know what what's that? You know what spec? Yeah, it's a two-door Badlands smaller engine manual. So okay, cool. non-Sasquatch, still has 33s or some shit like that. Um, I briefly drove the big engine auto just for I had it for a day. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. So uh, our mutual friend Josh Ostrander just spent a few days with a small engine manual and he said it was really good. So we'll see. Um, that, that'll be good. And, and I think there's a few other good things in there that I can't remember off the top of my head. I was trying to pull up my calendar to see what's up. Oh, I get an Urus. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I get an Urus for a couple of days, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, I get the IS500, the prototype that's been going around, sure. which has been getting really mixed reviews. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. People were expecting an ISF, and it's just kind of not that. Right. People were expecting M3, and it's more S4 sort of thing. Right. It's not It's not badged or promoted as that. No, no. I, I mean, it's hard to knock a naturally aspirated V8, though, so I'm excited. Sure. Um, those are the exciting. Oh, and I get a Frontier Pro 4X at some point. I'll I'll try to bash around a little bit and um, got to drive the new Tundra next month. Got to drive the new SI next month. And, and I'm sure there's other shit that my brain is just forgetting. Um, but yeah, that's where oh, we're that's at. Uh, is this typically the the busiest time for for you guys and new car reviews? Like, um, yeah, because like, we're ro we're rolling into what is theoretically auto show season right um technically la auto shows right around the corner um we'll see if it stays on the calendar but cars will still come out and be shown and all that yeah. um so well we'll see what happens yeah it's it's weird because it kind of just ebbs and flows you know um right. and right now it feels like there's a lot of shit going on i think automakers are trying to get a lot of stuff in before either the world shuts down again or right. it just rolls back to whatever it's so, like, yeah. there's so many like crazy markups on new cars like i have a friend that's uh looking for a new like mid-sized suv and like like she's checked out everything from the grand cherokee to like the new grand cherokee l to uh like the honda genesis kia stuff to like volvo x xc60 xc90 and the only manufacturer at least like in the range that she's shopping right now that has a dealer markup is kia kia has or has not has yeah a ten to fifteen thousand dollar markup on Telluride. So like, yeah, Telluride's uh, yep. And I talked to a friend today that like you know works with Hyundai Kia Genesis, and he says it's not a matter of shortages. They actually make their own chips and stuff, so they they're just selling cars. Like they're just their stuff is just so popular, and that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild to me. Like it seems crazy to be 
you know, ten fifteen thousand dollars upside down on a Kia product, but yeah. I mean, Telluride is, is a, is a really good vehicle, but right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never want to pay a dealer markup on anything. I hate them with a passion, um, but, um, I, I, I do, I understand how economics work, but some dealers are just greedy. Um, G wagons are like double. Yeah. Three something. Or, or, I know Johnny Lieberman keeps posting pictures of like three ten, three fifteen, and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, that's bananas. Um, that's all I've got for this week. A uh, nice, easy episode. Um, if you want, everybody wants to see Ron's sweet ass new rotiform wheels on on his uh, his truck. Tell him where to follow you on Instagram. Seven 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 style on Instagram and the web. That's perfect. And, and go buy wheels. Uh, <laughs> go, go buy wheels. Um, you can get a 1% discount if you say I sent you. That's not true. You can't even get 1%. Um, follow me on Hooniverse at Hooniverse Jeff. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to hit 50,000 subs before the year is out. So I know. we'll see if we can get there. We're at like 43 something. I've been trying to get to 50,000 for like two years. <laughs> I, I bet I, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'll be honest. Like, I bet I don't subscribe to your YouTube channel. Like, it's like suggested, so I always like watch it. It's fine, dude. It doesn't. But, I'm not like, upset. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm subscribed. I, I need to correct that tonight. We're gonna have a new co-host next week. <laughs> no, um, no, that, dude. I don't care. It's totally fine. I don't watch a lot of other people's shit, so it, I get it. And I like that, man. I watch everybody's stuff. That's what I'm saying. I watch it. Like, oh, okay, you know, okay. Well, then subscribe. Like, be crazy when Johnny says, "Oh, I didn't see that. I don't even know what that is." Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I'm like, I watch everybody's stuff because you know I want to support all of my friends, and you know, I, I hope that that favor will be returned one day. But like, yeah, I just haven't subscribed because it's always suggested. And it's always in my feed. There you go. Well, change it. Fix it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that right Get now. Get your internet browser fucking working correctly. Would this be less to all of you out there? Yes. <laughs> that's right. Uh but that's it. That's our show for the the this week, episode three oh two. We'll see you next week post lemons and we'll have good news or bad news. We'll see you then. Good luck. Later, buddy. Oh,